You're listening to another wrestling episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns, featuring your guy, Bully Rye, and PJ Steven, presented by Anchor Podcasts. All right, everybody. It is our second live podcast here on Tap Outs and Touchdowns. It's your guy, Bully Rye, and there's a lot of stuff to talk about. You can see on the screen here, we're back. Back and better than ever with PJ Steven, our wrestling show co-host. PJ, it was a it was an interesting three days. How you doing today, bud? I am fantastic. That was a nice little thirty second uh, little music there. That was uh, kind of fun. Taking a you know a little behind the scenes there in the podcast, but that, that was a little fun. I like that. I was dancing to that, having a great time. I am having a fantastic time. I am so hyped to talk about this with you because this is one of the manias that I have enjoyed literally from top to freaking bottom. I enjoyed almost everything. Uh, man, WrestleMania. No, I, I'm right there with you. And um, to be completely honest, so we have a, we had a format that we followed last year. We uh, we didn't necessarily scrap that format, but we we altered it a little bit. And we're going to try to follow that format today. And uh, the first segment we're going to do is normally the, the middle of the show, and it's called Break It Down. Um, and we're going to get right into break it down because something big happened. Something big went down today as Endeavor, the parent company for the UFC, has uh, has, has come out and, and agreed to purchase WWE and merge uh, WWE with the UFC uh, to make a, a collective uh, sports and entertainment company. Um, I guess, PJ, your first your thoughts, man. Like, is this sort of... There were rumors that Disney might purchase it. There were rumors that um, that that NBC was in in play. Uh, are you are you surprised by this move? And and uh, just kind of give us your initial thoughts on 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 what came what went down today. So definitely not surprised. I'm sure that whoever had the money was at least going to try and make it happen. Um, it's hard for me. I'm not going to say I don't care, but it's also like it's a business. And it's a TV show. And yeah, it's something that you and I follow and it's something that we're passionate about. But um, I think getting all upset about something that you can't control, all it does is just live in your head rent-free and it just messes with you. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes, uh, the negatives and the positives. And I think we'll go from there. So I guess I don't have a strong opinion on it, which is surprising to say because I have strong opinions on everything. But this, you know, I read it and I said, you know, wow, that, that really happened. I guess I'm just really, I guess I'm doing what everyone should do, in my opinion. And that's just to hold back and wait to see what happens and then form an opinion. Yeah, so the purchase shouldn't be completed until the second half of 2023. Um, if you're watching live, you're seeing across the uh, the ticker um, that uh, Ari Emanuel uh, will be the uh, chief executive of Endeavor and the new merged company that will be UFC and WWE. Uh, Dana White will remain the president of USC and, and current president of WWE, Nick Khan, will stay in that place. Uh, meanwhile, Vince McMahon has an employment contract, I believe, will be will be honored by this new this new company, this new conglomerate. Um, it's crazy to me to think that like the UFC and the WWE will now be under the same like legal financial umbrella. I mean, we've, we've already seen the crossover with UFC and, and WWE. Brock Lesnar left to go and, and become UFC heavyweight champion. Even prior to that, Ken Shamrock, Dan Severn, uh, guys that wrestled in the in the Attitude Era, crossed over and became WWE stars. 
Uh, even um, we even had a, a representation from Daniel Cormier, a UFC Hall of Famer, during WrestleMania weekend. He was at WrestleMania in the front row. Um, so to me, that's the most unique thing. What kind of crossovers can we do? Because a lot of the UFC guys are like super anti WWE. It's, it's yeah. the same the same old argument that that non wrestling fans have, right? It's fake. It's fixed. It's it's not interesting. Like UFC is real. Uh, is real wrestling, if you will. So um, it'll be interesting how they can coincide as uh, one company. Um, PJ, what's your best case scenario with this merger? I mean, you would think like when when AOL Time Warner merged, their initial thought process was to cut costs, to um, to to kind of get rid of some of the the, the brands that were taking losses every year. Um, WWE, uh, if you watched the press conference after WrestleMania last night, had its largest gate, um, a two-day attendance total of over 160,000 people at WrestleMania. Um, merch, all that stuff. Uh, Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, uh, made it clear that it was some of the, um, the the biggest numbers that the company's ever seen last night and over the weekend. Um, but, again, that being said, when when companies merge, they tended like to, to cut costs in different places. Um What's, what's your, I guess, worst case scenario when it comes to this merger? Um, what's your best case scenario? Um, I mean, as far as like, do you think we're going to see once this merger is done and completed, do you think we're going to see another another layoff like we saw when Vince was in charge in the first place? Do you, I mean, tell me, what, are your, what are your thoughts regarding all that stuff? <clears throat> so best case scenario, obviously, is nothing changes. And it's just they own the thing and nothing really changes from it. That's obviously best case scenario because God forbid us wrestling fans and us as humans, we hate change. Um, and God forbid if it happens without us, without them letting us know first, we're going to, you know, you should let us know if you're changing anything um, while we sit on the couch and watch a product. Um, worst case scenario is yes. Uh, wrestlers and workers lose their, uh, lose their jobs. You know, you don't want to see that. Um, but at the same time, this isn't when AOL bought WCW because at the end of the day, when WCW and ECW closed out and those guys left, and it's like, well, where are they going to go now? It, you know, there's only one. There was only one place to go, and it was WWF. And it's like, you know, what's sort of unspoken there is like, you know, so he can go somewhere. They can go somewhere else rather than WWF, and it's like, where the hell are they going to go? There's literally nowhere else. Whereas now, you have arguably AEW, New Japan, um, All Japan, uh, Pro Wrestling Noah, even GCW or working the indies. I mean, Kota Ibushi just worked a GCW match um, a couple weekends ago. Or maybe it was last week. Anyway, um, so there's more options for wrestlers nowadays, I will say. But that being said, it's still, worst-case scenario is some of our favorite talents – or even behind the scenes guys who are not as um, fundamental in what we see, but are fundamental in the backstage that mean nothing to these new owners that have meant something to others for years. Um, you know, Michael Cole, for example, let's just use him as an example, uh, a stable in WWE nowadays. He is the voice of WWE has been for, you know, going on several decades. Um, but to the guys in UFC or whoever coming in, he's just a commentator. So things like that is what I would fear. 
And of course, like I said, you know, best case scenario, just nothing changes. And we just keep on seeing what we love. Yeah. Uh, before I give my answer, first, shout out to, to Michael Davis, host of um, Out of Pocket with Michael Davis. Drop the mic with Michael Davis, former guest of the show. He's in here watching with us, as well as uh, Volley Polly, former guest on the show, wishing us a good evening. Good um, evening. I like Michael. He's a good dude, too. Yeah. So, listen. The biggest concern I have is is the fact that like they're going to want to come and cut costs. So production value, I don't think they're going to they're going to necessarily affect production value, but like I think the pyro every week. I mean, we've seen WWE try to cut costs in the past where they've cut pyro out of out of you know Raws and Smackdowns and stuff like that. Um, the video packages, I, I don't think there's going to be much much to ado to to change those um, that production value. Uh, but you got to think if there's certain things they're doing on a weekly basis that. You know, for all intents and purposes, when WCW was hemorrhaging money before Eric Bischoff took over, it was production. It was live shows. It was it was that sort of thing. So maybe, uh, you know, Ari Emanuel um, decides to come in and say, listen, we got to cut costs. We got to find ways to save money um, because WWE, although you're generating revenue every year, we're not turning a profit. And we got to find a way to turn a profit. Um, and maybe the answer isn't eliminating uh, a talent. Maybe it isn't... Um, you know, eliminating uh, some of the some of the personnel. Maybe it's altering the way they travel, alter, al you know, altering where they travel to. Maybe it's not so much as going to these other countries and, and spending all this money. Now, granted, I haven't looked at the books, so I don't know how much, how much revenue that gener generates. They're going to Backlash next next month in Puerto Rico. They're doing Clash at the Cat, not Clash at the Castle again. They're doing um, a King of the Ring in Saudi Arabia once again. Um, so, you know. I'm curious to see what happens as far as like when they take over, who do they put in charge is, you know, at the end of the day is, is one of the, the conditions of purchase to eliminate Paul Levesque as your, um, your head of creative. Is it to eliminate, you know, is it, I, there was, there were rumors that companies that were interested in purchasing wanted Stephanie McMahon to come back. Is, is that something that happens under new ownership? So It'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, the purchase uh, and the merger of both WWE and UFC under the Endeavor uh, umbrella. Um, PJ, this is the time in the show when we would take a break on the podcast, and we are. Uh, so if you're watching, listening to this on the podcast, we're going to take a break and come back, and we're going to get into the main event where PJ and I are breaking down WrestleMania 39. This episode is brought to you by Carolina Business Equipment. With offices in Charleston, Greenville, Columbia, and Florence, Carolina Business Equipment can supply your copiers, computers, and printers anywhere in the state of South Carolina. Call my personal best friend, Aaron Thompson, at 843-452-8761 for a quote today, and make sure you tell him that Ryan from Tap House and Touchdown sent you. Carolina Business Equipment, you worry about your business, let us handle your technology. Established in 2008, One Stop Repairs in North Charleston, South Carolina is your one-stop shop for all of your electronic repair needs. Specializing in cell phones, tablets, computers, laptops, and game consoles, One Stop Repairs offers reputable and quality service with the quickest turnaround time and the most competitive prices in the Lowcountry. You can find them on Google with an exceptional 4.9-star rating or on Facebook by searching for One Stop Repairs. Call for a quote today at 
1-800-268-6310. That's the number one, One Stop Repairs. Right into it. WrestleMania 39 was a two-night event that happened over the weekend. Uh, and we're going to start off talking WrestleMania night one. We've only got an hour in the show, and there's a ton of content to go through. So bear with us, because we are going to zip through it real quick. I just want to mention, um, if you're watching live, want to appreciate you being here. Uh, make, you can always go to the three ways that we are we are live right now on Facebook.com uh, slash Tapouts and Touchdowns on Twitter. Um, at Tap Outs and TDs and our YouTube channel that we are live on right now. Um, our football show this week, we're actually going to record, and I'm going to put on the YouTube channel. Banker Bill doesn't know that quite yet, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> he doesn't have to be, he probably won't be on camera, but nevertheless, it's still going to go to the YouTube channel because um, I like this new this new ticker thing that we've got going across the bottom. It gives some some good facts that we don't necessarily have to talk about if you're watching the videos. Um, oh, it's, it's fun. I, I like this a lot. Yeah, so night one, we started off the night with the 16-time world champion taking on Austin Theory for the United States Championship. And and again, this year, the main event, we're not necessarily going to break down each match. Um, but if uh, the, the match sort of culminated with Austin Theory, I, you know, my, my prediction, I was on the rundown with Desmond Johnson, shout out to Des uh, on Saturday, and I said, it's not going to be clean, but Theory's going to get the win. Um, and that's exactly what happened. There was some gaga. The thing that interested me the most about this match was the fact that John Cena came out with a bunch of Make-A-Wish kids and then ate a pin from Austin Theory. PJ, um, how'd, you, how'd you feel about this match, and, and what's next for Austin Theory after he takes a win over John Cena? I loved that Cena took the pin in front of the Make-A-Wish kids because it showed them that, like, <laughs> hey, listen, even heroes die, all right? And and <laughs> oh, Cena... Almighty. That's so rough, dude. But, you know, Cena, oh. man, uh, you know, we got, we saw everything from Cena. The, whole, the only thing I didn't like about the uh, match itself was... Theory had to do so much little cheap heel stuff to win. The biting, the ref bump, biting twice. Uh, I wish he just would have beat him clean. Honestly, I wish it would have been a squash. What's next for Austin Theory? Um, just defending the U.S. belt and staying a heel, man. I think eventually like he just keeps moving up. But I, I guarantee by 2025, maybe. I mean, he, he's world champion material. Austin Theory is incredible. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there uh, with Austin Theory. And we're going to get to some of that as far as maybe being a world champion later in this show. Um, next up on the card, we have the four-way tag team match uh, featuring the Street Profits, the Viking Raiders, Alpha Academy, and the team of Braun Strowman and Ricochet. PJ, this match was a lot better than I expected it to be, but I did take the Street Profits going over, which they did. Give us your thoughts on this uh, this match where the Street Profits uh, got a win here at WrestleMania. Fantastic. Love the entrances. Um, solid match. Those guys put in a lot of work. Love seeing the Viking Raiders again. Uh, Chad Gable really impressed me with his uh, wrestling so right off the rip with Ricochet. Great grappling there. Technical shit, technical stuff. I loved it. Um, but yeah, listen, I'm trying. Okay, <laughs> I know, dude. It's okay, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you trying. I'm trying to be helpful. No, um, yeah, dude. Well, no, I, and I love my, you know, I could say this all day, but Montez Ford is a future star. He's right up there with Austin Theory, honestly. Yeah, they're, listen, all great competitors here. A lot of really fun action to avoid, not to avoid saying that word. Um, this is a really fun match considering it was the match I was looking forward to the least um, on night one. Um, I say that, and then the next match that comes up, I was probably looking forward to even less. Uh, Seth Rollins taking on Logan Paul. Um, real quick before we get into that comment from Volley Polly, Gable had a great spot with Strowman where he hit that German suplex. 
Yes. Um, so very. Uh, you very know, I want to ask you something about J- Chad Gable because I guess I haven't been following it very close, or I've just forgotten. How long has he been going out and saying "thank you"? Is that always it's been? Quite a while. Yeah. That's so funny. It's the shoes. When, when he got on that, when he got on the top post and just looked around and went "thank you," I laughed so hard. And uh, I guess I just haven't been following that. Um, but God, really funny things. And I know I used to, on this podcast, I've talked a lot of crap about Otis just because I miss him with his heavy machinery days. But he was pretty goofy in this one. And I guess the last memory I have of Otis is him just trying to be a heel. Whereas this is kind of getting him back to his goofy self that I really enjoyed. He's a great worker, um, but I didn't believe him as a, as, as a heel. And um, no, but again, all these dudes, fantastic, excuse me, a fantastic talent. Yeah, shout out to the uh, to the wife, Lauren. Lauren gave a, a love react. Make sure y'all go in the comments if you're watching that the video live. Most, that's the most love I've gotten from her today. She's been napping all day, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, make sure if you're watching live to leave us some comments so that we can uh, we can get your feedback here on the show live while we're doing it. Next up on WrestleMania's card, again, a, a match that I was looking forward to less than the Street Profits uh, four, Fatal 4-Way Tag Team match. Uh, Seth Rollins goes over Logan Paul uh, KSI dress up, dresses up as a bottle of prime uh, hydration, uh, and and it was a little fun spot where uh, Seth Rollins pulled him on the table, and Logan Paul went through, you know, jumped on his on his business partner. Um, Logan Paul always gets so much love for being an acrobat and being an athlete, and um, he still, to me, showed that he can't sell. Um, Seth Rollins made him look like a million bucks, but uh, ultimately, I was glad when this match was over. PJ, any any Thoughts on this match? Uh, I didn't know who KSI was. Nice. How about uh, what's the future for Seth Rollins, man? Like now we've seen him. You know, we went through this this story this, this story arc from Royal Rumble where he gets eliminated by Logan Paul. He gets cost at the uh, at the elimination chamber for the U.S. title by Logan Paul, and now he's now he's finally defeated Logan Paul. Uh, what's next for Seth Rollins? Did maybe they put him in the title picture now? Yes. Uh, back in the title picture before, and we're going to get to this later on with when we get to night two, but I think he goes to the title picture maybe after who I think deserves to be in the next title picture uh, even more than Cody, actually, and we'll get there. But um, eventually, yes, to the title picture. For now, um, I mean, it's hard to say. For now, maybe uh, maybe Finn Balor needs a, new, um, uh, needs a new rivalry after night one, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that match. Um, because boy howdy, as as you like to say, boy howdy, boy uh, howdy, there was there was some happening in that match. There was uh, some uh, some some heavy metal in the beginning of that match. That I can't wait to talk about. You know, um, every match that I go through night one is a match that I was looking forward to less and less. Um, and that does not eliminate this six woman tag team match between Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, and Lita taking on Damage Control, EO Sky. Uh, Dakota Kai or and uh, and Bailey, um, I we we talked off the air. Lita has no business being in a wrestling ring anymore, does she? No. Um, what's your initial reaction from this match? Like, you know, are are we uh, satisfied with the outcome? Are we satisfied with where this went? Like, like what you know? Just I didn't why? hate. I didn't hate the finish. Um, I think Damage Control should have went over uh, or should have gone over. I mean. Uh, to me, I think that's an obvious choice, but the finish was still fun. All six of these women put on a great show. Uh, it was my least favorite of the mat, or excuse me, least favorite match of the uh, night one, but still a fun match. Um, if I never see Trish and Lita in a ring again, I'll be satisfied. 
See, I'm I'm half with you there. I want to see Trish Stratus on my TV every week, one in one form or fashion. Trish Stratus is my original Mandy Rose, man. I love Trish Stratus growing up. Matter of fact, uh, Tori Wilson in her Hall of Fame speech said something about that. I was, you know, I was a lot of a, a part of a lot of your your lives as a superstar, and you know, from what I've heard, a lot of your puberties, like just kind of making a joke at all the dudes <laughs> that loved Tori Wilson as they were growing up. And um, I hate to say it, but like. I love me some Trish Stratus, and I still do, despite the fact. Yeah, I mean, I I love Trish Stratus too, and she's 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 gorgeous, and she looked great in the ring. By the way, she looked better than Lita. Um, that doesn't yes. mean I mean I, I'm I'm a I'm a huge Undertaker fan. Never want to see him in a ring again either. See, first of all, shout out to Pedro uh, for dropping dropping an, another react from the uh, Facebook feed. Um, listen, oh, is that pa Pedro is from. I'm gonna drop his band real quick. Pedro is. From a band called Obvious Liars, who played one of our final shows at Tenru. He is a solid dude. And Pedro, if you're listening, I still have your West Coast Avengers hardcover that you need to come pick up because you paid me for it, and I want you to have your comic book. Um, but yeah, I uh, Trish, great talent, fantastic. So I don't, I, I don't need to see her anymore. In fairness, I think she retired a little too early. Like she was, you know. In fairness, she wanted to start a family. She wanted to, you know, do her things outside of the ring, but she could still go. Now, on the other side of that, that Lita can't. The last time we saw Lita in a ring, she almost died again. Yeah. Because that's that what she that the, does. Was that the Warrior Rumble? Last time we was saw it, her? Was it the, uh, was it the moonsault that she almost fell on her neck again? I, Probably. I, I almost want to say that that was the Warrior Rumble. I could be wrong. I've been wrong yeah. once or twice. Matter of fact, Pedro weighing in, Lita was pretty stiff. I think that's the, uh, that's the understatement of the evening uh, about stiff, this huh? match. Speaking um, of, uh, speaking of uh, freaking getting stiff with Trish, let's move on. Jesus Christmas. All right, let's let's uh next up is the match that I was actually looking forward to. And um I thought this match could actually steal the show from night one. And they put on a show, Rey Mysterio taking on his son, coming out in the low rider with Snoop Dogg, coming out Viva La Raza, and coming out with Eddie's old music coming out in the low rider. Um PG, I'm gonna let you start us off here, man. This is this is a phenomenal match. It sort of got a little sloppy towards the end. Um, but, you know, these guys have been wrestling since Dominic was a baby. Yeah. Um, so, phenomenal match. What would you think about it, man? This is a four-and-a-half-star match, man. The, with, the, it, with the storyline leading up to it, uh, finally get the culmination of, of Ray attacking his son. Um, I loved it. I loved the belt spot with him spanking him. I loved Dominic's entrance it was so fun uh and dominic did a really great job and i guess to your point he's been wrestling his father for years um but this was unbelievable i really really enjoyed this match uh we get the babyface win with ray going over i would have preferred dominic winning and like my suggestion that i had of him just wailing on ray uh you know doing the gimmick where he wears his mask out uh, after Mania, wears it as a necklace and just, you know. But this was still really, really well done. And I was glad that I was wrong because it was a great moment having Ray in the ring with his mother and his sister and all that. Or, I mean, excuse me. His, his mother, his, yeah, his mother. No, excuse his me. Wife. His yeah. wife and his daughter um, in the ring at the same time. I was trying to think of, I was thinking of Dominic's. Um, but yeah, really, really great stuff. And uh, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I loved the pretty much coming out as the super shredder that was yeah. super fun just another quick shout out make sure if you're watching the video live you leave a comment so we can read it on the show 
and and let you get involved here on on this live podcast. We love reading your comments. We love stopping what we're doing yeah. and reading what you guys have to say. Genuinely, I do. PJ might be giving you a hard time, but I'm not. I enjoy. I, it. I love to interrupt what I'm saying, which is more important to read your comments. It's super yeah. fun. Nevertheless, yeah. To to your point, everything about this match was fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna give you one give you one and better. Was, I, and you know what? It was. I'm sorry to interrupt. It was technically sound, and the psychology made sense, which is oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. If you if and, you're just joining us in this podcast of season five, ring psychology to me is super important, and this all made sense. So, like, hear me out though. Like, I know you said you would rather have Dominic have left with the mask and all that stuff. Um, it's sort, and, and we're gonna get to it later later for, in, in night two, but. That does this. This win doesn't have to mean that the story's over. Not like the all. story can the story can continue. We're yeah. gonna get a rematch down the line, and I truly believe that Dominic is the person to retire Rey Mysterio. And when he does, he will take the mask of Rey Mysterio, and Rey Mysterio will sort of go into the sunset. Um, it would make Dominic one of the biggest heels in the company, even more yeah. so than he already is. We talk about guys that can get heat just by like opening their mouths, and Dominic is that guy right now. Like his wrestling was fantastic against his dad. Um, sometimes it's a little clunkier than normal because he tries some of the high flying stuff, and that's that shouldn't be his style. He's too big to do that kind of lucha libre style. Yeah. Um, but if he finds his own niche, then he can he can be decent um, as you know on his own. Well, here's a good idea, especially since uh, Dominic's grown out the Eddie Guerrero mullet. Mask versus hair, Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio. That's a really um, good idea. Yeah, that's a, that's a great great contribution. Thank you for that, uh, Pedro. Um, we go from the uh, the. I'm not sure how to how to present him, but the the person that took Dominic from his dad is in the next, in the next match taken on Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, I think we both saw this coming, PJ where uh, Rhea goes over, gets the title. It appears at, and on social media after this match, Charlotte was smiling at Rhea in the ring. Um, she, on social media, gave a thank you and said that the championship is in good hands with Rhea Ripley. Um, so it looks like that Charlotte might be going on another hiatus or might be leaving altogether. Uh, but regardless, we get Rhea Ripley as your new SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, thoughts on this match? Obviously, we know the right, the right women went, went over here. Um, but uh, any anything in particular that you want to talk about with this match or, or what's next for Rhea Ripley? Five-star uh, women's match. It's amazing how fantastic women's wrestling is now and how it, it, it's just, it literally is in the same conversation as men's wrestling. And I only mention that because, you know, I've been going back and rewatching um, 97 Raw's, you know, WWF Raw 97, just go looking at the whole year and just looking at some of the, things they were doing with Sable and, and Sonny and all that. And it's just like, man, the things they're doing now, it's just not even a comparison. It really is just amazing to see. And women's wrestling is just sometimes more often than, than not, sometimes more entertaining than the men's wrestling, which is very, very cool. Uh, a few points I'll say. The German suplex that flipped Charlotte all the way over to where she landed face first. Face back, first, dude. I Whoa. was like, dude, holy sh. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, look at you! Look but at I, you! I said, uh, I said, oh, that was that's a that's a that's a soundbite right there. But yeah. I said, oh, that's a concussion there. But that fantastic match, love the riptide from the top uh, uh, from the top rope. Uh, her hitting her head on the post, it all makes sense. 
that's a five star match. As, as far as what's next to Rhea Ripley, holding that thing all the way to WrestleMania 40. I would, I don't want to spoil because it comes in night two, but if you're watching this, you've probably already seen WrestleMania night one and two. I would love to see a, uh, I would love to see both women's champions go into next WrestleMania and consolidate this title into one and unify the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships with the two women's champions that came out of this WrestleMania. Uh, but nevertheless, we'll get to that when we get there. Uh, next up on this card was supposed to be the tag team title match, but we get a final segment with The Miz and the Dogfather of WWE. Snoop Dogg has been all over the show. Comes out with The Miz, and uh, Miz sort of halfway issues an open challenge. And um and Snoop Dogg gets a gets an, an old friendly face to come out here and, and give the Miz a little three minute match, as Pat McAfee returns. You know my boy Pat McAfee. I love me some Pat McAfee. Comes out and his he calls it his WrestleMania tank top. It's got like yellow dots. Um, throws Miz to the outside, and we actually get some involvement from uh, San Francisco 49ers quarter uh, quarterback tight end George Kittle, who I actually met in New York when we went to. Um, uh, the the wrestling convention, WrestleCon, or whatever the case was. Um, well, I, big, I, never, I, I never knew that, that you met him there. Yeah, yeah. I went up to him. Had a, here's a fun story. We'll, we'll go aside for a second. Um, uh, he was sitting down, and we were with somebody, and he says, hey, that's 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 George Kittle over there. And, and I had just, like, traded for George Kittle in week three that year in my fantasy football draft. PJ, you're not going to care about the story. Um, but Shuts, make, shuts laptop. Yeah, uh, making that trade uh, propelled me to the championship that year, and I won. I won my league that that season, um, and so I approached him. Was like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry to bother you, George Kittle." He's like, "Yeah, I am." He's like, "Dude, I'm a huge fan. Uh, I need you to know that, like, I know you probably hear this all the time, you know, fantasy nerds and stuff. But I traded for you in week three. I won my league. I wanted to thank you for putting some money in my pocket." And he's <laughs> That's like, clever. That's funny. And he and he says, uh, "So where's my cut?" I was like, dude, you make infinitely more money in a season playing football than I did in one fantasy football league. Like, come on. But no, he was really cool. I was really appreciative of his time. A really nice guy. Didn't, you know, big dog me when I when I met him. He was just sitting at a table, just kind of hanging out like the rest of us were. Um, but he gets involved in this match as, as Miz goes outside and pushes him down. Um, as he's in the front row, he takes his jacket off, gets out, hits Miz with a clothesline, throws him in the ring. Uh, McAfee gets the one, two, three. Um not really much to say about this. It was a squash match for entertainment purposes, but I, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna boost up Pat McAfee and George Kittle anytime I get because uh, this show is a, this this podcast is football and wrestling, and so any sort of crossover that we can do, um, I will take advantage of. Yeah, I, I knew you would love it. I, I in my head, I was like, do, I, do we have time for this? But it still was fun. I, I did enjoy it. Um, Ryan just saw my message. Yeah, there's a there's a <laughs> private comment over here. But I, uh, you, know, I you know what? I, if I ever met a professional f- football player, I'd want to meet him and like treat him like he's a wrestler, and just tell him like, dude, you sell out there really well, man. Like, there's a lot- <laughs> like I would meet him and and just be like, hey, man, like, really appreciate what you do. You know, you put your body on the line, and like, dude, you sell really well, man. And like, yeah, uh, thanks for you all almost- you do out there. You almost make football look real. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's like fantastic, I really think man, you know? I really think CTE is an actual challenge for you guys. Yeah, you so. cut a mean promo, man, in front of all the, <laughs> all the, front the reporters. reporters. Yeah, I just I would just make them feel silly, and I would probably beat me up. I legitimately can't wait until I get you on to do a football prediction show, um, and and to get Bill on here to do a, a wrestling like PLE or or, or pay per view prediction show. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun watching you guys go back and forth. It's just 
I can't wait. That's the way that I get both of y'all in into a show. So there you go. There you go. Um, last up, we are the main event of night one. Quite possibly the the second best storyline told in WWE. Um, maybe the third best all time. Kane and the Undertaker would go number one. The Bloodline itself would go number two, and the Sami Zayn arc of the Bloodline would go number three. Uh, we get the Usos, the longest reigning, the the most ever. Uh, Tag Team Championships by a Tag Team in WWE history. The Usos defending all of that streak against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, uh, newly reformed uh, friends. And as you will see on the screen, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens dethrone the Usos and become your new WWE Tag Team Champions. Raw actually starts in about 15 minutes, so we're going to go into Raw a little bit. Um, but I'm curious to see if they actually replace those titles with um, there's been rumors that there's a new new set of tag team championships somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I would love to see Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens be the first ones to hold those new tag team championship title belts. Um, PJ was the, to me to you. Did this match live up to the hype? Yeah, eight stars. I mean, just just tremendous. I will say the amount of super kicks that the Usos did made me roll my eyes, and that was. You know, that's you, you're gonna get that when you have when you have wrestlers that, and I'll say this: when you have wrestlers that that's their go-to, it's just lazy to me. Same thing. That's why I don't like the Young Bucks. I've always been a you know a, a not not a big fan of the Young Bucks at all. But um, yeah, just too many super kicks for my taste. But still, doesn't take away from the match. The storyline was great. The um, the story that they told just fantastic. And uh, I think the right team went over. Yeah, Joseph Dabbitt in, in here last week, back in here this week. Uh, big time! Big time, Joe! Big time! Uh, basically uh, confirms what we've both been saying, that they they put on the show that we expected them to. Um, what a uh, what a match. Yeah, the payoff, we, we all sort of... Night one was extremely predictable as far as who was going to win these matches. Uh, maybe if, you know, maybe you thought Dom would go over Ray, but, you know... The rest of it seemed pretty predictable to me. Uh, this was no different, but the fact that they were able to make this match unpredictable. I mean, think about this. There's a video of Michael Cole calling the 1D that they hit on Sami Zayn mm -hmm. and absolutely losing his mind when they kicked out of the 1D. I don't think anybody's ever kicked out of the 3D when the Dudleys used it, and I think that's where Michael Cole was coming from. Nobody's ever kicked out of this move. And just lost his mind. The storytelling for this match, um, to, as, as to say that like Sami Zayn was not going to go down. He was going to stay, um, and he was going to do as much as he could. He was going to fight until he died to get these tag titles off of the Usos. And this match was just an absolute stellar, killer match. As we've got new WWE Tag Team Champions, uh, PJ, if you had to give a grade to Night One of of wrestlemania what would you give it the highest five if we're doing you know observer five stars we get a comment that derek Pauly tag team championship the main event night one was teddy long pushing that that's really funny you're gonna be a tag team match player um or you're gonna go one-on-one <laughs> -on -one with the undertaker those are your those are your two options there yeah listen i'm with you man night one despite it being somewhat predictable um, night one lived up to the hype that we all expected it to, even with the matches we weren't expecting to be, um, you know, killer show stealing matches were, um, were, I mean, that's, that's nowhere, nowhere else to put it. Um, what a fun well, night know, night one you, was. You say, you say it was predictable, but also, I mean, it was, 
I I guess. But I don't like I I don't really like using the word predictable with that, especially with WWE, because man, I mean, like I I live through this. I or I live with this when I when I watch pro wrestling that anything can happen in the WWE. Beyond or uh, excuse me, um, Charlotte could have easily beat Rhea. Um, with me, Dominic could be right. Yeah, I mean, uh, so yes, it's predictable, I guess, because maybe you know in your heart of hearts what's going to happen. But again, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Nope, I agree. And uh, as predictable as night one was, night two was that much more unpredictable. That's right. We're going straight into night two of WrestleMania 39. It's hard for me to keep track of the actual numbers because they don't put the numbers in the logos anymore. I think they're going to change that next year's next year's WrestleMania 40 from Philadelphia. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to that. Yeah, I may, I may have to go too, man. Like any any I, excuse to go to Philly so I can get a cheesesteak from Max Steaks and go to the Green Eggs Cafe and see wrestling with my friends in Philly because Lauren and I went to the Royal Rumble 2019, I think, in Philly, maybe 18, and um, in Philly, and it was just, I mean, some of the f- most fun I've ever had. So any excuse to go back to Philly and watch wrestling, I'm going. And WrestleMania 40, the 40th anniversary, yeah, giddy up. Yeah, so. I've worn this jersey now twice as for WrestleMania weekend. I made the mistake of not getting the jersey when we were in New York because I thought because these were these were available online after WrestleMania. I was like, I could get my football jersey a little bit cheaper on clearance on the WWE shop. That was not the case. And the fact that like they're going to Philadelphia, they're probably going to be Eagles colors, which I'm not an Eagles fan, but I'm not an Eagles hater either. Um, yeah, give me give me a, an Eagles colored WrestleMania jersey from Philly. I may have to find my way there. Um, a couple more comments here. Um, Joe Joe Davitt saying he's going to Philly, so we might have going to Philly. We might have a Suplex City uh, uh, collective once again going to the, the city of brotherly love. Is that what Philadelphia I, is? I, oh yes, yeah, brother Joe and I had some of the most fun in Chicago for Forbidden Door, and I would love for Joe to go with us as well uh, because he all day. All yeah, day. He's excited All for day. it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he. Yeah, yeah it, it was such a blast hanging out with Joe and a couple other of our, of our Suplex City brethren were there. But Joe and I were pretty much attached to the hip on the plane and, and coming from Charleston and all that. And uh, he, he was he was he was my dude during um, during Forbidden Door, and uh, it was just super super tremendous. So yeah, Chicago yeah. was was awesome. Yeah, I listen. still have that. I still have a video of Joe eating Banana Foster's French toast. And he puts it in his mouth, and he's just like, "Oh my god!" And I said, "It's a great video. I'll have to send it to you. It's it's pretty sweet." Yeah, we might have to we might have to start planning our trip with 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 us and maybe a couple other people. Let's get a house. Let's let's do it up. Yeah. Uh, oh, one, one, more- one, one more story. I know we got to move on. One more story of Chicago with Joe is I was recording, just recording the the skyscrapers because I'm a dork. I come from Charleston. There's no skyscrapers. If I see a building more than ten feet tall, and I'm like, ooh. So I'm recording around the city, and Joe is. You can hear him in the recording go. That was a bumble date right there. I guarantee it because it was an awkward moment. They just walked away from each other. That was a bumble date, PJ. And I was like, great. I'm recording something right now. <laughs> So awesome. And he also yeah. said you all saw Dax on that trip. Yeah, so. yeah. We saw um, uh, he, Joe wanted a coffee, so he was at the Dunkin' Donuts in uh, the airport, whichever one we were at. Um, and uh, we travel a lot, whichever one we were at. Uh, but we, at whatever airport we were at. And uh, I, 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 did, I don't drink coffee, so I was out of the line. And uh, I just kind of looked to my left, and I see a bald dude with a little bit of a mustache. And I'm like, hey, that's Dax Harwood. 
And I was like, oh, dude, what's up, man? And I shook his hand and I just told him, like, dude, great job last night. Thank you so much for all you do. Congratulations. Will we be seeing you at Wrestle Kingdom? And he was like, oh, maybe you never know. And I was like, how's your shoulder? He goes, oh, it's good. Thanks, man. And uh, he, he, I got a, we got a picture with him, you know, in a world, especially now. And, you know, wrestlers are really good at hounding for pictures. I try not to ask for pictures. If they present it, I'll say yes, if you don't mind. But I just want to shake their hand and tell them, dude, thanks for all you do. Much appreciated. And, you know, thank you so much. But he was like, you guys want to get a picture? And I was like, absolutely giddy up, if you don't mind. So listen, he, 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 was a, he was a pleasure. Wrestling fans need to listen to that message. Do not ask for pictures when you see people in public. At the, if you are going to approach them, approach them respectfully. Don't ask them to sign anything. Just do what PJ just said to do. Just, I mean, show them respect, thank them for their time, thank them for what they do. And, and if they offer, hey, is there something you want me to sign? Do you want to take a picture? That's when you say, absolutely, if it's no trouble. Like, yeah, because, because problem, what, are you, what are you going to do with that picture, Frick? You're going to keep it on your phone and then you're going to post it on a social media page and no one's going to care about it. Like, well, it's don't care about it. That's not, that's not I fair care to about say. It. That's not fair to say. But what it's just, you're going to keep it on your phone. It's going to die there. And no one, I mean, it's just, it's not worth it. It's not, not worth, worth it. it. Yeah. It's not worth it to rub somebody the wrong way. I mean, I, yeah. my picture, my picture with the Usos, when I got to meet them at the radio station up here, uh, 93.3 The Planet, I, I met the New Day uh, when they were still tag team champions. Um, I, I, I cherish mean, those pictures. But again, yeah, I won airport, contests to get those. It wasn't like yeah. I, it wasn't like I approached them in the, I, I, I rode on a plane with Big E. I didn't even approach him because I know how obnoxious marks are when they see wrestlers in airports. And that's the last thing they want to do is deal with a bunch of like yeah. screaming fans. Oh my God, will you sign this? Will you sign this? Will you no, be respectful of the people who give their bodies and give their lives for our entertainment. You know what and I you mean? Know, when Lauren and I saw, and speaking of uh, Philadelphia, when we saw that Royal Rumble, we saw Jinder Mahal out there on the, the Rocky steps yep. or whatever. He had his hood up and he had a, a, another uh, gentleman there, maybe a trainer. And uh, I was just like, I'm pretty sure that's Jinder Mahal right there. And we got up a little close and I was like, hey man, just want to tell you, great fan. And shook his hand. I said, um, you know, I talked to him about the Rumble and, and all that. And he, and he was like, you guys want to get a picture? And we took a picture with him. He, he was a solid dude. And I told him, I said, you know, if you may have been WrestleMania, I want you to come in on an elephant. And he was like, that's brilliant. I'm gonna, I'll run that by Vince. And I was like, yeah, okay, man. And even when I saw Bray Wyatt in the airport, yeah. uh, in the Charlotte airport, I walked, I was on the phone with Lauren. And I said, I, I got to go. I'm pretty sure this is Bray Wyatt right here. And hung up the phone. And I walked past him once. He was done with his food. He was just messing on his iPad. And that's when I saw when he was done with his food that I went up to him. And I was like, hey, man, just want to tell you, I'm a huge fan. Thanks for everything. I hope to see you back in the ring soon. Blah, 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 blah. And then he said, uh, do, you know, do you want to get a picture? And I was like, absolutely do I do. If I had something there, I would have had him sign it, honestly, just if he would have, if he would have been okay with it. But I didn't have anything. But the picture was just fine. And just getting to shake his hand was super fun. So, so we've got a – Good. Yeah, the message the message that we want to we want to convey right now is just be respectful, right? Yeah. Like just be yeah. respectful when you see these guys, you see these ladies in public. Um, real quick before we move on to night two, because we gotta we gotta get the show on the road. Uh, Mama Frick back tonight, saying she's enjoying us covering the matches and, and here. Mama Frick. Time. So uh, I waited. So I waited for you at the restaurant, and you never showed up. You stood me up. It's well, that that being said, uh, she liked to hear what hear what we had to say about the matches. Let's go ahead and get into night two of WrestleMania. Correct. Started off with once another once again another match that I wasn't looking forward to. Brock Lesnar taking on Omos. Brock Lesnar gets the win. Um, Omos picks him up and body slams him like Brock Lesnar was a cruiserweight. Um, 
This match is still what you would expect it to be. Brock Lesnar gets Omos up, only takes one F5 to put him down. Lesnar gets the win. PJ, anything you want to add? I feel like we're going to be able to go through this card pretty quickly. Um, um, I, I liked this match. It was, it, you know, I half expected a squash match. And actually, it, it was kind of fun. It was quick, easy, exactly what it needed to be. I, I, I did enjoy the match. I, I'd give it like three stars. Yeah, it was a decent match, but it's what you would expect from these guys. And the crowd I, was hot for it. I mean, they were there for that match. It's, it's not there just for that match, but like they uh, yeah. were like they they were happy about that match. Um, I'm not sure if they were there for the next match because I wasn't. You get another fatal four way tag team match. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Shane Baszler. Defeating, <laughs> defeating the likes of Liv Morgan and Ra Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia and Shotzi. Shotzi actually eats the armbar from Rousey uh, and Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville, a newly a newly developed tag team. Um, I think the biggest thing to come out of this match was at some point Baszler went away and she came back in the ring without a shoe on and with a noticeable limp. And the plan was for them to put the tag titles on Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler at some point. But now I'm kind of wondering what what are we looking at from an injury standpoint from Shayna Baszler? Uh, PJ, any any thoughts on 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 what we saw at WrestleMania between? It, it was okay. I think a lot of the issue was a lot of people wanted this to live up to the men's fatal four way match. Um, I mean, listen, all eight of these women did a fantastic job um, uh, putting themselves out there, and they, you know what? They all got a great WrestleMania payday. Good for them. I think the wrong team won, however. Uh, I think Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez had that momentum behind them and should have stayed going over. That being said, you had to put some heels over. I get it. Um, still, a good match. I'd, I'd give it two and a half, two and a half stars. I think they put them over because the idea was to originally put the tag titles on them at WrestleMania. And then when they were concerned about Rousey's injury, they, they steered away from that. And so this is a way to give them the win that they were supposed to get to propel them to that tag title picture. Um, where they eventually take the titles off of Lita and uh, and, and Becky Lynch. Um, Mom said you never gave her the address for the restaurant. Um, and uh, and Joe comments back in. I call Omos Osmosis. That's actually kind of Osmosis. Funny. Listen to you. That's that's funny. Um, all right. So the next up uh, on night two was a match that that I knew was going to steal the show. I had to rewatch it because between you and me. Sunday, I decided to do yard work for the first time this year, and it wore me plumb out. My backyard, I, I refused. Out. Yeah, I refused to. Yeah, that's, I guess that's a southern saying. Maybe I don't know. Um, I done got plumb worn out. I, I done got. I got worn out out yonder back in the yard doing the yard work. Yeah, no, I cut I'm my grass. I'm tired of digging, Grandpa. That's too damn bad. <laughs> I, anyway, long story short, I, uh, I had a long day. I was exhausted, and I was fading between the first three matches. Um, and so I actually rewatched this match before we went live on the air tonight. Um, and boy, was this yeah. the this was what what Jr. would call a slobber knocker, man! What yeah. a match! Um, and we knew what we were going to get between Guthrie and Sheamus. What we've seen against with the two of them one on one in the past. Um, but the fun spot where they were doing the chops and the beats of the Bowery on Guthrie and just eating his chest up. Yeah. Um, pause. It was. It was. Ooh, it was stiff. Gunther goes over. I predicted Sheamus to get the Intercontinental title here to secure his last title because I thought Gunther was going to go into the title picture at WrestleMania. Admittedly, um, probably to the to the joy of Michael Davis and Desmond Johnson, um, I was wrong because I know Michael Davis had Gunther retaining here. 
Um, it prolongs Guther's momentum to get that world title match. I think they're, they're now that Guther's won and retained, they might be having him push the Honky Talks record. The, over the last few years, they've loved to see records go down. Um, and they might want to see Guther overtake that Honky Talks record of the most uh, most time consecutively as Intercontinental Champion. Um, PJ, give us your thoughts. What's next for Guther and the Intercontinental Championship? Well, I agree with you with the record. I've never thought about that. They are they are really keen on breaking records these days. You're absolutely right, and that that makes sense. Uh, that being said, Guther, he's your next he's your next Roman contender, and I'll tell you why. Uh, well, I'll tell you why at the end of the main event. But um, Gunther is your next guy to challenge Reigns. I really think that Gunther uh, is the guy. It might be one of the guys, if not the guy, to take down Roman Reigns and grab that belt. Um, just because he still has the Intercontinental Champion doesn't mean he can't win that world title, a la Warrior. Uh, yep. just, a, just you know, a better wrestler and not trash. Uh, but Gunther might be your guy. And I'll explain again at the end of this uh, night, too, why I think Gunther might be the guy. Oh, I, I love it. It'll, it'll spoil. It'll spoil the the main event if I say now. Well, Volley Polly wasn't wasn't happy that we were wrong with our prediction as well. Um, and by the way, I kind of had the prediction that Sheamus was going to win too. I thought Sheamus was going to pin Drew to keep Gunther strong, and we you know, did. Yep. the typical yeah, the typical thing. Also, I heard a rumor. I don't know how accurate this is because I really didn't see a big source, but I heard that um, Abyss. Um, was the agent on this match, Ooh, and all I could think of was funny. like one big bastard booking a beautiful match with three big bastards and just making just a great match. I mean, that's fantastic. That's fun. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, if that was true, you know, I don't know. I can't wait to read this this comment from Joe later on in the show. Um, next up on the card, we had the other women's championship matches. Bianca Belair defeated Your Lady Asuka. Um. Since we're already here, this is I want to see Bianca. If they're not going to take her off, take the title off of her after a year, um, let her take it into WrestleMania next year. Let her take Correct. on Rhea Ripley and and unify the titles. Um, what's you know, obviously they're going to continue to build Bianca Belair. Um, the question is who's the sort of like Roman Reigns? Who's the one to take the title off of her? Um, PJ, what's next for Asuka? Like she's you know she's. Is she does she need to go over to SmackDown to challenge Rhea Ripley because she can't beat Bianca? Like Asuka just came back to the Rumble. She's had a really fun run um with her with her new Japan or her all Japan face paint and and the mist. She got to see Great Muda hit his mist at the Hall of Fame ceremony. The camera zoomed over to her marking out to that, and I loved every yeah, second of it. That's super fun. That's What's a hero. Next? That's a hero of hers. So she always asks who or she always says uh that people aren't ready for Asuka, but what's what's next? Uh, for Oscar, you know, you could do anything with Oscar, man. Especially with this new gimmick that she has of she, her just being creepy. I mean, you can kind of give her a boogeyman uh, gimmick, except uh, have her wrestle actual matches. Have her just torment the women's the women's roster. Have them not only be looking because every woman, you know, every woman should want the belt. Every you know, it's the same thing you hear about. If you're not trying to get the world title, pal, you better you know. So every woman wants that belt. What if also they're worried about getting the belt? but they're also looking over their shoulder for Kata or Asuka. You know, let Asuka yeah. just do a gimmick where she's just tormenting the women's ro the women's roster. She's going out. She's interfering in matches. She's beating them both up. She's just being maybe a female Brock Lesnar going out there and just destroying women. Uh, and hell, let her get in there with a couple of men. She could tear it up more than anyone. 
I mean, Asuka can – she's one of – you know, I know, and I kind of hate this, good, but uh, a belt's just a prop anyway. It's the way it is. Uh, but she doesn't need the belt. I'm with you. It's like Taker. Taker didn't need the belt. No, I'm with you. I'm going to backtrack for a second go back to the Sheamus match because we get a comment from a newcomer. Vankerville's I, can think, daughter, I, can t- I can tell you were yeah. doing something because you had a smile Van- on your face. Vankerville's daughter is getting into the show. Uh, not a wrestling fan. Um, but she wanted to, she wanted to make a comment. Seamus has been wrestling since she was like five asking if he's being wheeled around. Um, yeah. Th- Katie, thanks for being here. It makes me happy to know that you're coming here watching the show, uh, live considering that you're not a wrestling fan. Um, I know she's a huge Logan Paul fan, so hopefully she got to find that and see that somewhere. Um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. So, but yeah, no good, good stuff here. Uh, but yeah, as far as Bianca and Oscar, I don't think, yeah. How old, how old is Seamus? He's not that old. He's gotta be like 40. He's probably yeah. He's he's probably pushing pushing forty, if not a little bit older than forty. Come on, I'm not fella, sure. that ain't old. But uh, but I digress. Yeah, I, I like your plan for Oscar. Um, I'm curious to see what they do with Bianca and who's the person to take the title off of uh, Bianca Belair. I would love to see like the contract for uh, uh, what, what's her name, Monet, uh, Mercedes Monet. I'd Monet. love to see her. I'd love to see her contract come up. And be the surprise, like, return. And she's the one to take the title off Bianca. I think that would be a really cool that'd spot. great. I want to give uh, a shout-out to uh, Andre, a uh, good good friend of the show, who was just in uh, L.A. to see WrestleMania. He just uh, reacted to the show. He has been he watched uh, our live podcast show on the way to um, L.A. and really, really enjoyed it. So thank you for watching, Andre. We appreciate it. Hey, how did uh, – has he, like, not missed a WrestleMania in the last 50 – I feel like he's always at WrestleMania. He makes it a point. He always he he always tries to go. I think he might have missed one or two in there. Maybe he'll comment in. But he's definitely. I remember we did wrestling trivia at uh, Oak Road one night and we won twice in a row. <clears throat> but one of the questions was like, match these WrestleManias with the with the cities that they were in. Yeah. And he was quick to be like, okay, this was thirty two. This was thirty one. This was. I mean, and it, this was nineteen. This was. I mean. It, it it was pretty it was pretty tremendous because I don't know it like that I couldn't have matched the cities, uh, no. but he, because he's been to them and traveled to them he he got it but he always tries to make a point to go and I mean I you know I, I dig it. Hey, listen, you can't hide money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> well, you know, shout out to Andre again. He owns his own business. He's done yeah. his art, uh, his paint and sip class. Uh, you know, since getting out of the military, and um, he 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 definitely he's a um. What's the what's the word? A uh, uh, better black community business man that like I really try and support. And uh, Andre's a hell of a dude. So here's Listen, to you. PJ putting him over. Look at that. PJ, don't don't ever say that PJ didn't didn't do anything nice for nobody. Um, right. uh, we get another even, bonus even match. when they don't deserve it. Well, we get another bonus match night one. We got to see Pat McAfee become a challenge the Miz, and night two we were going to get a really fun match. Uh, and we were, were going to we? see were we were we? going to get we were going to get to see Shane McMahon. I mean, Snoop Dogg, take on The Miz. Um, Shane McMahon comes out, gets a big pop. We're about to see a, a little squash match with him and Miz. And uh, leapfrogs over Miz. And a la his dad blows his quad uh, coming down off the leapfrog and just um, – there went, there went the money. Here came the yeah. money. There went the money. There, there goes the money. Yeah. Um, so, of, of all people, uh, Snoop Dogg, without missing a beat – Took it upon himself to knock out Miz and hit a uh, a doggy's elbow, if you want to call it that, on the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> the doggy's elbow. Oh, the doggy's elbow. That's perfect. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. 
Um, and and Snoop Dogg gets the gets the pin on the Miz. I uh, loved it. I yeah. loved that. You know, and I loved it because Snoop Dogg, what an MVP, what a professional to just be like, oh no, no, I got it. You know, yeah, and tri- Triple H, Paul Levesque, even in the in the press conference afterwards, said that nobody told him to do that. And yeah. most guys that have been in the business sees that happen are scrambling. What are we supposed to do now? And Snoop Dogg took it, took it upon himself um, to, you what know. A, what a pro. Yeah, and, you know, sad sad to see Shane McMahon go out like that. Somebody made a comment in one of the chats that we're in that at 55 years old, you can't be jumping that high. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, in fairness, it looked like he slipped when he came into the ring. Like, he looked like he already blew his knee out before he even started wrestling. Yeah. And, um, and I, you know. At I don't some know, point, man, as soon as he came out, it was like doing his little shag, his little shame of man dance. I was like, oh my God, he, he, he was sweaty. He was, was blown, blown up. up. Yeah, blown yeah, he up, was, man. He was blown ramp. up walking down the ramp. Um, he, like I said, he slipped. At some point, he's going to have to realize that you can't be wrestling in, in, in Jordans. And that's, I think, partially, this party probably what it did. It didn't have a good footing on him. He probably tweaked his leg when he, when he like I said, was doing his little dance and um, and then landing on it like he just he couldn't do it. So kudos do once again to Snoop Dogg. Make um, a love. Get down, get down tonight. tonight. Um, but no, said, like I said, said, do a little dance, and that's well. That's no, funny. I listen. I get it. Um, but yeah, unfortunate to see what happened to Shane. Kudos to Snoop for coming in uh, and and making it up. We're gonna. I don't want to zip through these last two matches, um, especially this one, the Hell in a Cell match. I I told you off the air that they're listening to us because the last week, last week's show, I said, why are they going with this red cage? When are they going to go back to the to the silver cage, the original Hell in a Cell cage? And sure enough, they did, despite chairs and kendo sticks being purple and red. I hated that. The color-coded, um, I thought it was so silly. It is. It's real goofy, and it's, you know, for visual sake. Uh, but they, they did away with the red cage. And that was what I was, I was appreciative about. Um, Edge goes over, and I think they cut the match a little short because yeah. during this match, Edge throws a ladder at Finn Balor, and it catches Finn Balor at the top of his head. He's got a nasty th- gash splits them wide open to the point where like back in the attitude era, they wouldn't have stopped that match. But the, in these, this day and age they do. And they can get medical, medical attention um, reportedly get staples during the match. They stop the bleeding and they, they resume um, edge still goes over. Um, let's talk about the, right, right. Real quick. Let's talk about this. is The first time that we've heard heavy metal band Slayer at a WrestleMania to edge coming out. I don't, I don't, I hate the, brood edge just come on just call him Edge. he's edge yeah it, it's edge um <laughs> edge with the with the demon wings and i didn't really get the disco ball mask but it was still pretty metal and yeah. hearing south of heaven at a wrestlemania was super fun i'm mad that we didn't get the chorus because i would have loved just to hear on and on south of heaven uh but that's okay that opening riff was awesome um great match though um sloppy at times because of the the gash but you can't help that it's still a four-star match i uh, love the coup de gras from the middle of the cell down um yeah remember you but, said it, you remember you said you weren't going to be satisfied unless he did a, a coup draw off the top of the cage yeah i, I want blood i want i want yeah. the blood the concerto well, at the uh, the concerto at the end um you know i get that's a just a devastating maneuver uh especially when you take into account of his gash i would have loved to see the demon get out of that and then Edge having to like you know just just really spear him through a table or even through a ladder or, or something there um, something a little bit more physical than just using the two chairs especially the color coded chairs although those the color what you what you do Frank I don't know if you know this but when you color code a chair you spray paint it you actually add plus ten hit points um, to it <laughs> so 
It's the same thing with that table. When you, you color coat the chair purple, that's 12 hit points. And different colors give different hit points. So I don't know if you knew that, but that's a little inside information for you. Is Mark. this like, is this an RPG WWE that we're talking about here? Like a like a, a Kingdom Hearts or a Final Fantasy with the 12 hit points? Is that what we're talking about here? No, it's always been like that. It's WWE. It's just, it's pro wrestling. I don't know if you okay. know this. I didn't know. I didn't know. Like, but, you know, that's one of the things system. that's going to go away with this, this sell, this, the sale. Now they're probably going to take away the color coded. So you're not going to get as many yeah. hit points, you know? Nah, just, yeah. So you're going to have to. Yeah. There's no, there's no bonus points for hitting with color. Well, think think, think about this. You remember back in the day, all the chairs were like, were blue where they were just like blue chairs, not the black chairs. And they had to add more hit points to the chairs because everyone was on roids. Jesus Christ. We have delved away so hard on this show. I'm just, I mean, uh, I, facts, I listen, I'm right there. Facts are facts. Facts so, are care about your feelings, bro. I just, uh, I will say that the coup de gras had me nervous after watching the injury to, um, to uh, what's his name? No, not to Shane, but um, what we saw on Ring of Honor Friday night. Um, oh, to Don oh yeah, to uh, Dante, Dante Martin. Uh, yeah, Dante Martin was taking a, uh, a, a what was it a, a Canadian what was destroyer, the, the Canadian destroyer through the tables through a oh. stack of tables, and his leg just gets caught up underneath them. It's one of the most grotesque things you'll ever see. Um, and so it's, on, watching, it's on the same level as Sid Vicious, almost. You know? Yeah, I think it was worse, honestly. And so, um, so yeah, watching Demon Valor hit this coup de gras from that 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 platform on the hell in a cell had me nervous after watching Dante Martin uh, mere two days prior to that. Um, it's time PJ. Cause we're, we're, we're already running late. So we're going to have to, we're gonna have a later show this week. Um, but we are at the main event of night two, the main event of WrestleMania, the challenger Cody Rhodes taking on the champion, pushing a thousand days is your reigning defending WWE undisputed universal champion. That is the only time you'll ever hear me call it all the way out. Um, we, <laughs> we, I had my, my, my thoughts. I thought this was, PJ knows what he did. He sent me a private message over here and it, it, it threw me off a little bit. Um, we all had our, we, we had our predictions. We thought that this is where the story ended. They, they pushed real hard. This is where Corey, Cody's story ends. This is where he, you know, does the thing that his dad never does. Um, and this match may be, Top five because we're getting into it in the curtain call at the end of the show. This may be top five main events all time. The action was great. There was a little bit of gaga that was sort of necessary um, in order to get sort of everybody involved. Um, we do not get a clean finish, but Roman Reigns remains your WWE champion. Um, it appears that they are going to push that thousand day reign. Um, he did a, uh, he had the, he was in the press conference after the show as well and said that this is just, we're just getting started. If we're in a baseball game, this is the third inning. Like, mm -hmm. you know, when I came back in 2020, I told y'all we were coming to change the game and that's what we're doing. So I hate to say this PJ, but I, so I don't hate to say that. I think that this is where they let him overtake Hogan's spot. I wonder if they don't let him make a run at the all time record for the longest reigning champion in WWE history. Um, let's start off with Roman Reigns. What's next for Roman? Did, does he break the all-time record? Or is just is just, just another milestone for him to get to so they hit it a 1,000 days and then they take the title off of him? Sure. Sure, let I mean, him. Everything. Let him, yeah, let him break the record. I mean, so here's my thing. Um, 
you have proved that not only is he a dominant champion, but he has got the right people by his side to help him win that belt. I mean, that is heel level 1000. And that is why I think Gunther is the person that can take the, take it off of him because you'll have Imperium there. Look at all the people that have, that have gone against reigns and correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I, you know, I, I miss main events. I miss matches every now and again. Um, Everyone that has fought Reigns does not have some sort of posse or some sort of faction, some sort of family, some sort of gang watching uh, his back. And, you know, with Cody, you had Sammy and you had Kevin, but you're missing one more to make it even. Solo comes out, gives him the Samoan spike, which I thought was silly. I would have preferred like a chair shot or something. Um, But Imperium with Gunther, now you match it up. You have, you can have still one short though. Is is uh, Imperium have have four people? They were four in NXT. They're only three now. Oh really? Okay, we'll get somebody else in there, and then you have somebody. Um, But no, but my point is, whoever defeats defeats Roman Reigns is going to have to have some sort of gang, some sort of faction watching his back. And maybe I'm just getting this realization because uh, again, I've been watching uh, WWF '97, and now we're getting into DOA. Um, nation and then the Puerto Rican faction. Thank you. We're getting yeah. into that gang warfare that I love so 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 much. Um, especially coming from a New Japan background with Chaos and United Empire and all that Suzuki Goon, uh, which is no longer around. But you know, um, yeah. I think I think that would really be the definitive factor into defeating Roman Reigns, keeping them out of the ring, so you can do what you got to do with Roman Reigns. Uh, Cody did not have that. That being said, Cody lost. Oh, well. If you think that Cody... And I'm, I'm speaking this right to your eye. If you think that Cody Rhodes is buried right now because he lost a match, dude, is this your first WrestleMania? I mean, let's... <laughs> let, I mean, get your head out of your rear end, man, because yeah. this is just the beginning. Not to mention, like... Cody and Reigns aren't going to have another match. I mean, Not to God, mention this this so match this match was intense. This match made Cody look strong because it, he needed the outside interference to beat him. Like he needed Correct. he needed the Usos to get involved. He needed Solo to get involved twice. He needed Heyman to distract the referee. He needed everything that he could to put Cody down. So Cody losing just made Cody even look stronger because of the way that they did it. Um, and listen, I mean to your point, I think. At this point, like, you might as well let Roman just hold the title until he breaks the all-time record. Sure. Um, you know, it's, it's it'd be fun speculating every match. Is this, the, is this the one that gets it? Is this the one that gets it? So whenever it happens, be it next month, next year, two years from now, whenever it happens, it is going to be a big deal. And it is going to be a career maker for whoever is the one to, de- to dethrone him. I still thought it would be Cody Rhodes. Yeah. And for that, for that point, I still think it could be Cody Rhodes this year. I think Cody Rhodes could take the title from him at SummerSlam or Survivor Series. Well, you know, and, and that's the argument, isn't it, Frank? Uh, well, if Cody takes it now, it won't be as important. What are you talking yeah. about? No matter who takes it now, it's going to be really important. No matter what. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As, far, nope. as far as I say, you know, night one, I gave five stars. Night two is right on the same money. I say it gets five stars as well. The only hiccup was maybe the Fatal 4-Way Women's Tag Match. But even then, it was still really, really, really entertaining. Um, this WrestleMania, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, this has been a super successful WrestleMania and entertaining from top all the way to bottom, in my opinion. The, 
the closest thing to a stinker was was Shane McMahon blowing out his quad. To be completely honest. Yeah, and well, that was warranted. You're 55 yeah. doing leapfrogs. I'm sorry. Yeah. Nevertheless, if you're listening to the podcast, we're going to take our final break, and when we come back, we are going to hit the curtain call. That's where we're going to count down. Our curtain call is a new segment we're doing here on the show. Every week, we're going to have a curtain call. We're going to count down the top five of something wrestling-related. And this week, we're counting down the top five WrestleMania main events of all time. So if you're on the podcast, stick around. We will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Carolina Business Equipment. With offices in Charleston, Greenville, Columbia, and Florence, Carolina Business Equipment can supply your copiers, computers, and printers anywhere in the state of South Carolina. Call my personal best friend, Aaron Thompson, at 843-452-8761 for a quote today, and make sure you tell him that Ryan from Tap House and Touchdown sent you. Carolina Business Equipment, you worry about your business, let us handle your technology. It's the curtain call. It's our first edition of the curtain call. We didn't do it on the WrestleMania preview show. We're going to do it here on the second episode of the WrestleMania review show. The top top, top five WrestleMania main events of all time. PJ, I'm going to let you get us started. Give us your number five WrestleMania main event of all time. WrestleMania 20, Chris Benoit versus Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I I, I dig that one. Um I'm giving you my number five, uh, and that's going to be the triple threat between Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch, basically because of the significance of it. Uh, yeah, sure. You know, it's I'm, I'm, the and first, we were there. Yep, and we were there. So, all right, PJ, number give us four. your number four. Mania 31, uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca. Uh, that was, which, which one did you say that was WrestleMania 34? Uh, yeah, was it 34? I was 37. 37, sorry. Yeah. Um, number four, uh, it's going to be a throwback because it's the most iconic main event in WrestleMania history, and that's uh, Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania three. Like, it's got to be on that list. That's um, oh, you know, before I move on, there was a there was a, a, a comment that I meant to read in the in the last segment. Um, Joe Dabbit chimed one more in. Roman's matches are hard to watch. Nothing has changed in five years. Um, I'm sure all the Roman the Roman marks will, will love that comment. Um, He's almost. But I digress. Big time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but uh. But yeah. Uh, like I said, WrestleMania three. Hogan, Andre, my number four. PJ, give us your number three. I thought you were going to take this for your number four when you talked about going way back, but because of the storyline leading up to it, the fantastic ring psychology, and just the story it told within the match, uh, WrestleMania five, Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. That's Ooh, my number yeah. three. Great match. Um, my number three is going to have to be WrestleMania 12, the Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels 60-man Ironman match in which Good pick. Shawn Michaels achieved his childhood dream and won the WWF title for the first time. PJ, your number two WrestleMania main event of all time. Well, this was probably on yours, and it's definitely probably on a lot of wrestling fans, but you got to go, man. Mania 25, Shawn Michaels, taker. Ooh, yeah. Um, it's hard to... Well, that wasn't necessarily the main event, but um, I'll give it to you. The main event for that show 
was Triple H versus Orton for the uh, WWE. That's Champions right. Yeah, that was yeah, that was the the career the career match on the line was was WrestleMania twenty six, but twenty five was was probably and I'll I'll, I'll give that. Oh, wait, to did you I did I not say twenty six? I meant twenty six. My apologies. Okay. I meant no, so twenty six. Okay, yeah. Um, I meant twenty six. My bad. Twenty five. Twenty five was a better match, but twenty six yeah. was was the, was the the, the main event. So that's career. what I have to do in the in the list. It's hard because I want to pick any of the Stone Cold Steve Austin matches. Um, but I also wanted to put this year's main event in the top five. Maybe I'll give this year's match, uh, the, the number six spot. Um, cause I'm going to have to go. Oh, PJ, I, I didn't come prepared for this as you're well aware of. I'm going to give, uh, WrestleMania 14, Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, the beginning of the Stone Cold Steve Austin era as world champion. The last time we would see the winged Eagle title on television as all the titles were replaced the next night, my number two main event of all time, Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. PJ, that leaves you giving us your number one main event at WrestleMania of all time. So I'll give you some honorable mentions first. Uh, one that I wanted to throw on there is the tag match of this year's WrestleMania the of night one, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos. Also, WrestleMania 19, Angle and Lesnar. Um, that just tremendous main event. Love it. Um, but number one, uh, to me is no contest. WrestleMania 30, Daniel Bryan versus Batista versus Randy Orton. That is my number one pick. You know, you know, PJ, maybe the audience doesn't know this. We, we talked about doing this like an hour or two before the show, because I was getting, I was getting the, the website set up. I was getting all the, all the, the, the tickers and everything set up. Um, and I, Told PJ, I forgot to look at my my main events. Like I forgot to go through them and rank them. Legitimately, the one that I knew that I was going to put on there was my number one, and that was also WrestleMania 30. Daniel Bryan, Yeslemania, taking over the the fans were not were not going to have Daniel Bryan getting overlooked yet again. Uh, Daniel Bryan wins his his first uh, and what one of one of three or one of two WWE championships. Um, at WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans. What a special moment that was. Um, and just what more can you say about it? It was a great match. Daniel Bryan had to win twice in one night to be able to get the shot. And that and was why it was so said, special. I mean, he, God. Daniel Bryan defeated Evolution, the entire faction, in one night to win the WWE Undisputed Championship at WrestleMania. Well, not 30. not not Flair, but you know that doesn't matter. Who's good? Yeah, who at Flair at that point wouldn't have been able to put on a match anyway. Uh, Mom loved it. Mama Frick loved the uh, the picks for our top five main events. I just got her. I just got her hooked up with Peacock over the weekend. Maybe I can get her to go Love back it. and watch those matches. I want to. I want to say something real quick before we sign off here. I know we've been having Raw open in the background. I hope you guys have too enjoying the Raw after WrestleMania. Um, it's about eight thirty right now. I want to touch on something that Triple H has just said about the sale of the company. If that's okay. Yeah, uh, here's a synopsis. Uh, I'm not taking direct quotes. Um, this is from Dirt Sheet Radio. Triple H opens Raw by thanking everyone who works for the company and the WWE Universe. Triple H wants to assure everyone that despite the sale, WWE isn't going anywhere and won't be changing at all. We are WWE then, now, forever, together. Well, it'll be interesting to see how how. I mean, true that's that best case. That's best case scenario. If nothing changes, then who cares? Who cares yep. who owns it? Yep. And not to mention with, I don't know, it's, yeah, best case scenario is that everything stays the same and and maybe potentially gets better somewhere down the line. So 
Uh, we, want to, we really want to thank you guys for being on this show. I, mean, I love these live these live ones. I want to keep doing this from now on. I think it's super, super fun. And, guys, put out in the comments what's your top five favorite WrestleMania main events, man. Like, throw them in there and tell us how bad ours are, especially Frick's, because he's not prepared. Hopefully, Listen. Frick will be prepared next time because it's actually his turn to pick the top five, to pick the curtain call for our next episode. So I will, I will post on social media what our next top five will be so that y'all can chime in uh, prior to and we can present them on the show. Uh, but we'll still do the um, – we'll still – PJ likes doing it live. We'll, we'll go live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. I'll um, write it. We'll do. I can't hey, curse. Hey. Yeah, we're uh. Hey, we're live, pal. If, that, if PJ likes oh, it, we're gonna uh, keep doing me, it. Yeah, I, I say let's keep doing it live. It's if it's supposed to happen if it's live. Well, nevertheless, um, we've been enjoying. Yeah, this is the first two shows we've done live. It'll still be uh, on the podcast networks. Um, come uh, by Wednesday. Uh, this show will air on Wrestling Wednesdays on Tobacco Road Sports Radio. It will be available uh, as, as a download or a listen along um, whenever you're driving to wherever you're going this week on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. PJ, is there anything you want to uh, you want to leave the, 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 the fans with about your your final show? Uh, when's it, it hasn't happened yet. So um, it's a- April 22nd is the, uh, the legit final show for Guardians Warlock. We will be performing at Soundwave Comics. For their record store day, um, you know, I talked about us ending the band a long time ago, and but we always said if we came back for one more, it'll be for Mr. Greg Woodward at Soundwave Comics. So we are men of our word. We will grace, excuse me, we will grace Charleston with one more show because uh, I do miss it. I tell you what, but um, yeah, that's that. That's all I got to say about that. Well, PJ, thanks for being here tonight, today, Thank always. You. Um, quick final shout out to everybody who joined the show and contributed. Volley Polly, Michael Davis, uh, Mama Frick, Pedro, is it Gillian? Um, I, I apologize for butchering that name. Pedro, your wife, Lauren, um, Joe Dabbitt, uh, like I said, Volley Polly, uh, and Katie Tomer for making her first appearance on the show. Thanks everybody for being part of it. Uh, like, like PJ said, we, we love the contributions that we're going to keep doing as long as you keep showing up. Uh, for this week, stay tuned on Thursday. No, even if you don't show up, I'm st- we're still going to do it. I'm going to talk at Frick, uh, and, and even if you don't show up. so well, Fair just, enough. Well, just, just know this is happening even if you don't support us. Well, nevertheless, uh, coming up later this week on Thursday, we're going to have the next uh, football show with your, your guy, Billy Ryan, Banker Bill, talking XFL Week 7. We are getting towards the end of the XFL season, um, and uh, some some – Pretty uh, pretty exciting news. We had the biggest upset in the XFL over the weekend. Uh, stay tuned. If you haven't been watching, stay tuned to hear us talking about the biggest upset. Uh, we'll probably have some more NFL offseason news. Um, so so stay tuned for that. we got the football show coming up Thursday. And then PJ said he likes doing a live. We might have another live show next week uh, with a new top five countdown. We've actually got a special project that we're going to be working on for you guys. A special, was it five-part or is it three-part project that we're doing, PJ, with the uh, going back Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was my idea, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We do have a five-part series coming up that I'm really specifically excited about. Um, and, yeah, that's going to be super fun. And I think it's going to take you guys in the way, way back time machine for you guys to look at some really great eras of wrestling. So, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Like I, I, came, al- I came up with it. Like I already don't have enough time to sit on my fat behind and watch stuff on the TV. Um, now I've got now I've got an assignment from DJ Steve. I'm kidding. I'm really excited about going back and revisiting. Oh yeah, no, he's got homework. 
Yeah, so um, it'll be labor intensive, but it'll be totally worth it with the five part series we have coming up. Uh, but I digress. Once again, this Thursday, we got the next football show. Next week, another brand new wrestling show uh, with PJ Steven and your guy, Billy Rye. But that's it. We have taken you way too long this week here on Tap House and Touchdowns, the live show, taking you first to the first 30 minutes of the Raw after WrestleMania. So thank you for staying, staying late with us. Uh, so for PJ Steven, it's your guy, Billy Rye. We'll see you next time right here on Tap House and Touchdowns because. I'll be around.